thing is, until you can erase three Februaries, shut up. Quality over quantity. LeBron has beaten some of the best competition in NBA history. He's the GOAT emoji. I will not cuss. I will not cuss. I will not swear. I will not swear. Where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. This is The Brian Snow Show. Well, good afternoon to y'all, and welcome to the latest edition of the Brian Snow Show, coming to you live from Edinburgh, Indiana. Thank you for joining us, and I've called so many episodes of this episode one because this is a project I launched in January of this year, and just like Snowman in the Morning, I've run into many mistakes. I've made many more mistakes. I've had to stop and start and stop and start and stop and start now this is the start and it's going to keep going because of a pending deal that we have with two television networks and two radio stations in the pacific northwest a station in phoenix arizona a couple stations in chicago and all over the country and not to mention our wonderful wonderful audience based in atlanta or Metro Atlanta at WQEE in uh, in Atlanta. And forgive the sound, we're uh, making things work here from our road location, and I think we just solved the puzzle. But let me say something about the current state of the NBA, and a lot of people are not going to like this opinion, and I know they're not going to like this opinion, but it is what it is. I hate using that phrase, but I mean it. It is what it is. The NBA is heading for a disaster. And I know I shouldn't be saying that with the most wonderful time of the year being here, of course, being the NBA playoffs. And I, I shouldn't be saying this, according to a lot of people, because it is the most wonderful time of the year, the NBA playoffs. But I'm going to say it. The NBA is heading for a pending disaster. It's already a disaster all-star weekend with no stars in it. Or let me let me say this correctly in the honor of uh, my wonderful executive producer for Snowman Multimedia in uh, Cole Johnson. Again, forgive the sound. Forgive the, um, in, forgive the interference. Uh, we're working to uh, correct the sound as we go along here, and I think we just did. But the NBA is heading for a pending disaster. The All-Star Weekend is a joke. The, the, the load management situation, which is going to get worse and has no possibility of getting better, is a joke. And what the, the third thing that makes this so incredibly preposterous that makes the NBA so incredibly incredibly preposterous preposterous I beg your pardon here we go with the sound here we go with the sound again and I thank you all for sticking with me as we worked it as we worked to correct this the third thing that makes this so incredibly preposterous is the fact that They don't honor teams anymore. I've said for the longest time, and thank you, Colin Cowherd, for this opinion, which is now fact to me. The NBA is obsessed with two things, stars and stats. Look at the first games of every other series except Golden State and Sacramento and see how, this, and see how all this is measured. It's stupid, it's ridiculous, and it needs to quit. It's not going to quit, given the fact that today's fan does not, does, does not like how NBA team basketball works. You understand? And the fact that they don't, under, they don't like how team basketball, how team basketball works 
makes it a problem. It makes it a huge problem. Why am I bringing this up now? Because it, doggone it, I hate. I'm sorry about this, folks. I'm trying to make this. Oh, there we go. We got it. Okay. I, I'm I'm sorry about the inter the interference uh, for the last uh, five minutes. Why am I bringing this up? Why am I expressing this at the time where we should be excited that the NBA playoffs are here? Because I believe in my mind, since they don't focus on team basketball and the best teams that play together, the NBA playoffs are going to suck. I have not been able to put my eye on a full NBA game in a long time. That is something that I will never change. That is something I will not change until the love for team basketball comes back. And that's asking a lot. And I know that's asking a lot, but I don't care. It's how it is supposed to be. It is supposed to be about the teams as well as the players. Now it's more about the players and, you know, star players, if you want to call them that, like LeBron James, jumping from team to team to team to chase championships. And they want to put somebody, i.e. LeBron, as the face of the league when the face of the league the last 10 years has been Stephen Curry. But they don't want to honor Stephen Curry as the face of the league and not many players, as I talked with a friend of mine yesterday, they don't want, a lot of players don't want to be Stephen Curry. They want to be like Mike, yes, but here's the, here's the similarity with Michael Jordan and Stephen Curry. They were both coachable. You know, Michael Jordan was asked while he was at North Carolina, what is the one thing you like to you'd like to have on in your game that separates you from everybody everybody else. He said, "I wanted to be coachable. I want to be a sponge. I want to learn and continue to learn." Well, that's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the rest of the Warriors. They want to continue to get better, and especially uh, this year in one of the most difficult years of their dynasty. And yes, it is a dynasty. They want to get better. They want to continue to get better. There's the, there's the point right there. They want to continue to get better. And unfortunately, it, it doesn't seem like the NBA is honoring that, and the NBA doesn't want them to get better. The NBA wants them to blow up. Now, if they lose to the Sacramento Kings in the first round, and it's a very strong possibility, Kings are the three seed, Warriors are the six seed, then so be it. I've always said, to be the team, you got to beat the team. And the team right now is the Golden State Warriors. Now, why did I say to open the show that the NBA is headed for a pending disaster? There are discussions of a there are there are discussions of a midseason tournament, and there is the atrocity. That's the play-in tournament. Ever since the COVID championship of 2020, the NBA thought it would be interesting, fun, and good to have the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Stupid. It is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life where you have teams that barely squeak in to seeds 7 through 10 and you want to give them precedence by having them play at most two extra games to get in. It is not as good at... 160 as game 163 in Major League Baseball, which has been essentially wiped out with the wild card series. But 
one game should decide if you get in or not. Okay? As a matter of fact, as a, ma as a matter of fact, something I've said and will continue to say. If you are not as good as if you're not good enough to grab one of the eight seeds that are available, then you should not be in the playoffs, period. If you squeeze in, and I do mean squeeze in, as one of the top eight seeds, or uh, five, remember when seeds five, when, when seeds six, seven, and eight were heavily competed for? And everybody did everything that they can, played all the minutes that they can to get into the playoffs, and, and you wanted to uh, uh, have a chance, have a look, have a have an opportunity to do something when you get in the playoffs. What happened to all that? Now it's a scramble to get C ten. It's a scramble. To get the 10th damn seed. Why? Why is that the case? The NBA is heading for a pending disaster. The NBA is already in a pending disaster. Because you have teams and players that just want to barely, barely get in and not make any kind of noise when and, and make make any kind of noise and, and any kind of situation and the top six teams get a week off. I get that. Why don't you make it the top eight and everybody gets a week off before the playoffs? Let me bring in my guest for the afternoon. It's Mondays with Sharif and I press the right button here. Now I have them. Mondays with Sharif. And Sharif Ahmed joins me here on the program this afternoon. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm enjoying the beautiful weather down here in Texas. Beautiful man. weather down here in Texas. Man. I wanted to go a different route today because we I know we should talk NBA playoffs, but I want to say this, and I will say it again. The NBA is heading for a big pending disaster with the play-in tournament with the way the CBA, the new CBA is and the fact that they don't have a team in Seattle. Those are three big strikes right there. And Adam Silver is allowing the destruction of his league. And I haven't even mentioned the pending television deal that, he, that, are, supposed, that are supposedly on the table yet and ESPN possibly losing NBA coverage within the next two years. I haven't mentioned those yet. I'll mention those next segment, but it's spiraling downhill. Am I wrong in this thinking? Uh, you're not wrong, but the, the major issue that we're dealing with right now is a money issue. Mm -hmm. um, if we want to go back, to, let's just say in baseball, yeah, back in the 80s and through the 90s, the division winners were in. Right. And you know, of course, like the top, if there's teams within a four or five game gap in, 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 in the baseball races, that's what yeah, meant something. That's something. And then once the playoffs had started, mm -hmm. you knew and everyone knew you had division winners all playing in the NLS and LCS. And then that shifted to now they brought in the wild card. Right. And all this other stuff. Right. Then we go back to the NBA. I mm -hmm. know you remember this, but remember the first round was only a best of five series. Yes, sir. Yes, and it was sir. only the one, and now when it was only the best of five, then the teams that were the, the teams that were making that were kept getting knocked out of the first round. Yep, were to make a deal. You know, they're saying that the they're the game. It's not fair. You know, the the home team has or the team with the higher seat has the advantage. Yeah, so fine. So be it. Yep. So what did they do? They then now extended the first uh, uh the, fir the the first round of the NBA playoffs to a best of seven. Yep. Then, as time progressed, there was teams that were in the, in the fringe of making that eight seed, but they mm -hmm. wouldn't have a winning record. Yeah. So they thought it was kind of cute and funny. Yes. Say, okay, let's try to get these teams in because there's some teams that are better than other teams. 
Right. So let's just hope that one of these teams pop. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not. How can I say this? Say it honestly, man. Say it. Say it real. That That's play, what this show is all about. Play, okay, okay. That play in that death play in game, game. The Lakers, the Lakers should not even be, be a player. No. No. They should. should. And, uh, and the second thing, I watched. I watched the game. They were having they a hard time, time, with, time with the, the second the, team. The team. Yeah. The Timberwolves. Timberwolves. They had no Gobert. None. Just to start, Anthony right, Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Yep. But he played. He played. But he played. And now. Yep. Played. But in now, yeah. Go ahead. But he played. He did play. But the thing but is, the is thing that is now, what you started you off, started on, the off on the second was, was, there's, you know, you know you're, it, it, it just it, seems, it seems like, like the, the games are diluted it, and they're it, no longer entertaining. Right. And the one thing I do want to say, is, say that is that it's a, it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. More TV it's a money grab. It's a money grab. More jersey more sales, sales, more ticket sales, ticket more scholarship sales, 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 etc. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's sad to me yeah. that it's yeah. been downgraded to this. That it has been down. It's been downgraded to a money grab instead of enjoying the playoffs for what it's worth. And you mentioned something that is so very true. First, once upon a time, it was a best of five, not a best of seven. And when they extended it to a best of seven in 2003, to me, that's the equivalent of the wild card game being extended to a wild card series in Major League Baseball. Exactly. Exactly. So, how does the how did how do we fix this? If we had the opportunity, what would you do? What would you do to fix it? How, what do we do? How does this get well, solved? Again, one, get rid of the playing game. Yes. Two, erase this mid-season tournament. And, and they're going to they're going to start it. They're going they're, they're going to start they're going to start it. You're not going to see star players play in that tournament. No, you're not. No. You're not. Here's my here's my suggestion. Here's my suggestion to to this tournament. Mm-hmm. You take the worst teams in each division. Let's just spitball just here. here. You All take right. the worst teams of every division. Mm-hmm. And you make it a single it's elimination a single tournament like the NCAA. Yeah. The winner of that should they get like the, let's say like the old uh, WWE money in the bank. Yes. You give them a suitcase, they cash it in at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And play a play, play a team that's on the fringe like a like a like do or die game. Right, right, right. Something to that effect. Make it entertaining because right. these ideas are just monstrous, man. I can't even speak on it. Uh, and I'm trying to be nice, but it ain't working. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just not working. It's the first game I ever watched. I watched with my parents and it was 1980 Magic Johnson in Philadelphia game six, May 23rd, 1980. And a rookie named Magic Johnson dropped 42 points on Julius Irving in the Philadelphia 76ers, which made me hate Magic Johnson, but love him at the same time. Cause my first favorite player was Julius Irving and the Philadelphia 76ers. And that was despite my mom who was a big time Showtime Laker fan. Ooh, I grew to love. Me too. Me too. How can you grow? How can you not grow to love that 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 Lakers team? How can you not grow to hate as well as appreciate the Boston Celtics with Larry Bird and that 
hard work in that hard working team. Other teams like the Bucks with Sidney Moncrief mentioned the Sixers with Julius Irving, the Chicago Bulls coming up uh, in their in, in their day. What happened to pure unadulterated playing for the love of the game and playing for competition? Because those are two of the major things that are missing in the NBA right now. Well, let me just touch on this. this. And this is fact. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant said, said. it's harder to play in Europe than it is in the NBA. Yes. Then that that same question was posed to Giannis Giannis and Luca. Yep. And they said said, it's a lot easier to score in the NBA than it is in Europe. Mm-hmm. If basketball Basketball purist watches watches Olympic games, they actually play defense. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, is that it's more the game is more free flowing. Mm -hmm. The game. There's movement away from the ball. There's ball movement. There's back screens. Yes. There are down screens. There's everything of that. Yeah. There's, the there's NBA, all of that. Right. And the NBA today is a star is a star driven league. Yep. And you know, Shaq you know, made Shaq a comment, the comment when he, when he um, fouled out in the Indiana, out of the Indiana series, series in the finals. The finals. Mm-hmm. He said, said that was a BS that was a call. BS call. People didn't come here to see me sit on the bench. Um, I find no lie in that statement. Right. But what I'm saying is, just 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 to address your point, point, it's a a a a stat-piling league. Yes. And the thing is, though, if you're going to pay two, three hundred dollars for a lower seat ticket, Mm -hmm. you want to see the stars play. You don't want to see... A bunch of second team guys, guys playing. Play. You want your star player to play thirty eight to forty minutes a night. Absolutely. So that's why that that's why they're there. I want to ask this question too, because you and I talked about this offline, but many people don't want to see it in front of their faces. Let's go to the subject of one Zion Williamson. I said something about him that ruffled a lot of feathers. And I said the same thing about Ben Simmons, even before Ben Simmons came out of LSU after only 19 games. And I said the same thing about Zion after he came out of Duke after only a handful of games. And what I said about both of them is that Zion Williamson is a colossal bust. I said Ben Simmons is a colossal bust. And when I said that sentence about Zion Williamson, oh, the comments that flowed in and came after me, which basically, and all of them basically said, you can't say that. Zion's good for 26, 7, and 8 when he's healthy. Um, Yeah, you just killed your own argument by saying when he's healthy. Do I want the young man to succeed? Yes, I do. But there are some things that he needs to do to make himself into the star player that everyone wants him to be. The comparison I made with Zion Williamson, and I do watch the game, and you heard me make this comparison before, I compared it to Hashim Thabit from Connecticut because he's not a thoroughbred. He doesn't get up and down the floor. I'm going to, Brian, I normally I push back with you, but I'm going to push back. Okay. When this, when this young man is healthy, he's a double-double. Double-double. Yes. Waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. Correct. When he plays, we can, we can somewhat agree that he's probably one of two dominant players on the court at every time. Absolutely. I'm when not. You say Hashim, you say when, yeah, when, when you say Hashim Khabib, he did not. He he just couldn't. He couldn't compete. He came from college and just couldn't just play in the league. Greg Oden's a bust. Yep. Do we agree on that? Yes, we do. 
But then here's, a, here's a, another argument about the, about the Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Was Brandon Roy a bust? Roy a bust? No. Brandon Roy was, Brandon Roy was a bust? Brandon Roy, Brandon Roy dominated, dominated his position when healthy. He had bad knees. Exactly. Bad, and, and, bad and the same thing yeah, tore up Greg and the same thing tore up Greg Oden. Because I saw Greg Oden play at the City Suburban Showdown in Chicago. Dominant. Dominant. But his knee injuries, his degenerative knees tore him to shreds. Make the same make the right. same argument with Todd Gurley. It's it's some of the uh, some, some of the, the old head NBA head. players want this kid to play at least yes. try at to least give it a try go. To give it. Yes, but someone but is in someone his is ear telling him not to do that. that. Mm-hmm. But his contract, but his contract is, fully is fully guaranteed. Yeah, so I don't see the so problem. I don't see the problem. Oh. But I, I don't. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna listen. My thing is this: I'm gonna let this contract that he just resigned ride out. If he continues, okay. If he continues to play, not that many games, then you would have to yeah. put him on the list because you got to get a full season out of this guy, and we haven't. We were. We yeah. all said that Joel right. Embiid was going to be a bust, but then all of a sudden he got yep. healthy. He put on some weight. I don't know who his nutritionists were. He went from being the the processed now. An MVP candidate the last what four or five years or so? Uh, yes, yep. So, but the let's thing, just give him through this contract and see. I'll give I'll give the same for uh, Embiid, and you're right. I'm not giving him a I'm not giving him a fair shot. I'm just going off of what I have seen so far. When he's on the floor, he can be dominant. All right, and in games I've watched, he is. The problem, the the reason I compared him to Hashim the Beat, and not for his ability not to play. Hashim the Beat was deemed a thoroughbred, and there were times he couldn't get past the half court line when his team was on when when his team was on the run. That right. is why I make that comparison because I've seen moments where Zion Williamson could not get down the floor. That is where I make the comparison. And on your point with Joel Embiid, and I've said this several times, can he put the entire package together? And here we go with these fanalists again that look at just the numbers. I'm not worried about the numbers. I know Joel Embiid can put up the numbers. What I'm worried about is, and it's especially true now with James Harden, is he going to have the mental capacity? And this is where every, what everybody hasn't figured out yet. Even the ones who know me and think I don't know basketball when I say this, can he put it together between his ears to be the most Here's dominant one. big man in the game? I want to go back in time a little bit. The same, the same instance happened to an NBA Hall of Famer, but it wasn't about injuries. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley came into the league well over 300 pounds, and that probably yes, he did. He played comfortably. Yes, he did. But then all of, but then all of, but all of a sudden, Charles Barkley wasn't seeing any court time. Right. And he could not under he couldn't understand why. Right. And the one thing that t- today's teams don't have, mm-hmm. what teams back in back in that era had, was a veteran. Yes. And. Charles Barkley, here's a story. Charles Barkley asked Moses Malone, why am I not playing? And yep. Moses Malone looked it dead in his eye. You're fat. Mm-hmm. You need, you are not, you're not, this is not what the NBA is about. You can't right. just, you cannot, you cannot, you know, you need to take care of your body. You can't this, this, and that. And then all of a sudden, Moses be like, hey, you're going to work out with me in this offseason. And, and to make a long story short, Charles Barkley worked out in that that that, long, that off season with Moses Malone, did Moses Malone's training regimen, and he came back into that following season twenty five pounds lighter, and yep. he had and he put all that all that weight and that muscle mass uh, in his muscles, and his career was history. That's a problem. Zion doesn't have a veteran. Yeah, 
I'll give you that. 84-85 season, Barkley came back a lot more refreshed and a lot more ready to take care to take care of business. And he did. And he, tra- and, he trans- and he transformed the position as well. And not only did he transform the position, he added something. And here's where a lot of bronze sexuals are going to get mad at me. Barkley added something early in his career that LeBron has not added. A jump shot. Not to mention, and if, let me add a word that's going to make you giggle even more, but I dare y'all to find the lie, an effective jump shot. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that Carmelo Anthony is not on a team. And Carmelo right. Anthony is one of the, big, one of the big, best mid-range shooters that, in the game has, that the game has right now, and he doesn't have yep. a contract. Mm-hmm. And that's and the thing is though that goes back to your point is the fact that it's an entertaining league it's a star driven league it's not about yeah. the buckets anymore i remember no, it was it's all not. about buckets it was Man, all about buckets say that again please say that about, again it was all about the buckets and when you talk to these old heads that played in the all star game those guys are foaming at the mouth it's like oh yeah we coming and next thing you know those all star games are like in the 140s 150s but those guys are going at each other yep and the all, I'll, let me, okay, let, let me take a break. Let me take, let me take a break. Yeah. Let me take a break. And when we come back, the second half of the show will be all about the travesty we know as the all-star game. And believe me, folks, when I say it, when I say it is a travesty, it is, dear God, every bit of a travesty. Back after this. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Moving is a big decision. Selling or buying a home in any market, but especially today's, can raise a lot of questions. Hi, I'm Amy with Killingsworth Realty. My husband Todd and I serve the Coweta and local area. Our purpose at our first meeting is to learn your goals, answer questions, and provide resources so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. Find us online at killingsworthrealty.com or call 678-525-0047 to schedule a free consultation today to discuss your real estate needs. You don't have to do this alone. So this thing called sports, it has fans again. It has full stadiums, full arenas, and more. And you want to be a part of it, don't you? Of course you do. If you begin to scour the resale market, there will be tickets available. And what you need to get those tickets that you want so badly is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the app available to you that lends a hand in helping you get the tickets that you want for the events that you want. SeatGeek rates the tickets on a 1 to 10 scale, and the best part is the tickets are vetted for authenticity so you know what you are getting and you know you are not getting scammed. And now you can save even more by using the code SNOWMAN and getting 20 bucks off with your very first purchase. Yes, you can do all of that with the power of SeatGeek, helping you get to the games that you want so you fans can fan. So let's all fan. Here's an important message from the Diabetes Solution. Here's an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Do you like pricking your fingers to test your blood sugar levels? No one does, but it's important to maintain your health. And now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you don't need to prick your fingers anymore. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar three or more times daily, injecting insulin, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now. And if you have Medicare or most major insurance coverage, you may be able to get a new CGM at little to no out-of-pocket cost. 
Shipping is free and we'll even bill your insurance company for you. If you are testing your blood sugar three or more times daily, injecting insulin or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now to learn how to end the painful finger sticks and get your own continuous glucose monitor or CGM at little to no out-of-pocket cost. To this edition of the Brian Snow Show. It's Monday, switch to Reef. Sharif Ahmed joins me talking all things NBA today. And I tell you something during the morning show, and we're going to spend the second half of the show talking about it here. The NBA All Star game is a complete and utter travesty. Period. Yeah, they need to get rid of it. It's no longer entertaining. The guys don't go at each other anymore. Um, the only thing I can think of is they had to tone the game down is when uh, Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose. Yeah. And that's the only event I can honestly think that the All-Star game, the competitiveness, the competitiveness completely switched because uh, Kobe got hurt. He missed a few games and then he came back and everything. You know, people were, you know, the owners are probably saying to themselves, like, hey, you know, we need to kind of tone this down. The guys are going after each other, injury, this, this, and that. And yep. to make a long story short, that was probably the event that I can think of is when the All-Star game had changed. And, you know, the dunk contests are not creative anymore. Um, two of my Arizona guys got robbed, so I stopped watching. Um, um, one of them being Andre Iguodala. Three-point contest. And Aaron Gordon. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Gordon uh, got robbed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just to the point now where it's just like the All Star Weekend is no longer a fe- is not festive anymore. Whereas it used to it's be not. All Star Weekend, going through the things and all, and you know they used to have the old timers game. It's just not the same anymore. There's so many ways I can go with this. And yeah. I'll just I'll just go with I'll just start with the game itself. No longer being competitive. No longer being about playing defense. It's about teams helping it's about guys helping guys on the other team to score points by playing that mad that playing that matador defense and that that's sad to me. That's absolutely yeah. sad to me seeing that happen so many times so many times over. It's stupid that you don't play de- listen, I'll go back to nineteen eighty two inside the Meadowlands. That game was decided on a defensive play. On a defensive play, it was decided. And we haven't seen anything like that since. Well, again, we can't say that because all throughout the 80s and part of the 90s, they were playing defense. They actually played for the the love of the game. I'll tell you, an underrated all-star game that gets shoved under the radar is 1987 in Seattle, Washington, in the Kingdom, when Tom Chambers made a start in place of the injured Ralph Sampson, and wound up scoring 34 points and getting the All-Star MVP of that game. Here's my question to you, and you and I have had discussions with some of the same players, or some of the same uh, people, I should say, that think they know basketball, but when I bring this game up, and what happened therein with the West winning 154 to 149 in overtime and Rolando Blockman actually uh, hitting the shot, uh, hitting the free throws that tied the game in regulation. And then I mentioned Tom Chambers getting 34 points and winning the MVP in his hometown. Why does that game get shoved under the radar by these guys who think they know what's going on? Because a lot of because this generation don't want to listen to that and don't want to see that. That's the problem. You have to also you have to think that, you know, players that before the time that we were watching players, you know, those guys were, were on the way out while right. the players we grew up watching are ushering were being ushered in. And the thing mm-hmm. is is that 
If the thing is, is that guys want to see Steph Curry hit a 50-foot three-pointer. Guys want to see uh, LeBron James with a wide-open lane doing a spectacular dunk. It's, it's, right. it's not like that. And you're right. There all there were more a lot of competitive All Star games, and guys and guys competed. They didn't play for the check. They played for they played for the love. And the coaches yep. actually coached. You know, you yep. had coaches that were literally would draw up like two or three offensive sets, and and they, they would take off and just play. They would, you mm-hmm. know, it's just it's just that you know if 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 these if this generation were to watch the games that we were accustomed to watching. Yeah, I would honestly think that it would open their eyes a little bit to see, like, okay, now I understand why these 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 people are bringing up like the Larry Birds, the Michael Jordans, you know, the Magic Johnsons, you know, because they didn't understand the impact, the impact that those certain players had. You know, Bird and Magic saved the league, made it made it to what it was in the '80s, and then when the '90s came, Jordan took it. Like I said, Jordan took it to a global to a global. Um, Standard to where everybody everybody knows the NBA. I mean, NBA games are televised in China, right? Uh, Europe, now Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, so going trying to go back to saying before, yes, you're right. That '87 game, I don't. I re, I used to watch the All Star games when I was little on CBS. Same, and same, same. I did not know who Tom Chambers was. <laughs> to be honest, like. <laughs> I didn't know who he was until that, you know, until he had his had his game in that in that All Star game. But to right. go back to your point, man, the All Star game should be the All Star game should be either tweaked to where they should play, yep. or they should change the format to where a lot of the guys really don't want to play. Get get the mm-hmm. All Stars or second tier All Stars play against guys that are from Europe or from the world and see how that goes. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree, I agree. I don't I don't I don't know either. Here's the other thing about the NBA and why I feel it's heading headed for a pending disaster, and it has to deal with an area you and I know very well, and that's the broadcast situation. When I was growing up, the NBA was on CBS. Period. Point blank. End of story. I didn't know anything about an agreement with Turner uh, Turner Network Television until I'd say 1985, when TBS was airing the games and cable was just was just there. Okay, was just it hadn't exploded yet. Two years later, that's when I found TNT, uh, and NBA games were televised on TNT, but it was regular it was regular season games. It wasn't playoff games, and we were just getting to know the broadcast crews there. Now, we fast forward to um, when NBC got the NBA from 1990 to 2002, a very short run in my opinion. And then beginning with the 2002-2003 season, it was taken over by you-know-who, ESPN. And they've had it since. They've had it 20 years. I will make this contention, and you can push back, and those of you in the chat can push back also, but this is my opinion, and this is my contention. Since the 2002-2003 season, the coverage of the NBA on ESPN has sucked bad. They want to add so much fluff to a game and a sport that has seen viewership and attendance drop. Tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, point out anywhere that I am. Um... I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you. There are certain things that they need to eliminate from the broadcasting. Yes. One, they need to eliminate. They need to eliminate the interviews between timeouts. They need yes. to eliminate the interviews. They need to eliminate the interviews at halftime. Right. They need to eliminate the interviews when they come out the locker room. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And. I don't know. I don't, and, and I don't know why this, this, the, these interviews 
need to happen because they are in the contracts of the coaches and players. Yep. Popovich hated the interviews. Even, and that's even why he did he the interview. And that's why he did them the way that he did. Yeah. I just, th that needs to be eliminated right off the rip. Right. Secondly, you got, uh, I honestly think that if you really want the game broadcasting wise, I honestly think that they should introduce the guys that are the guys that are doing the all home games. Yeah. On the yeah. regional coverages. But the but the only problem is with that most of the regional coverages are through like Fox Sports, the regional Fox Sports affiliate. Yep. That can't happen. No, it can't. But it can't. Yeah, but the thing is yeah, but the thing is is that they need to eliminate all that sideline reporting and everything. I don't know why they introduced that. I think it's just a waste of the time of the coaches and the players. And I really, as an athlete, I would be pissed off if we were down 10 points, you know, going into halftime. And you're asking and a microphone dump. Is in your face. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. It's like, and, it's, and it's like, come on, man. Uh, I can't, I, I can't get, I, I don't understand how that, how that was introduced. I realized you know, I realized I saw it on CBS. I saw it on, on NBC, but they timed it to the point where the coaches were comfortable and the players were comfortable talking. And then you, they, they started taping them beforehand and airing them during the broadcast, which is a very ingenious idea. When I do my high school and college games, I don't interview the coach day up. I tape an interview beforehand, secret exposed. I tape an interview beforehand and I air it during the I air it during the broadcast. You don't shove a microphone in a player's face. Um you don't shove a microphone in a, in a player's face when they're in basketball mode. That's not right and that's not fair. I believe that's not it's, fair. No, it's not. And the NFL does it. The NBA does it. Uh, yeah. I think now Major League Baseball does it between innings, which I think is stupid. It's it, um, in, it's incredibly stupid, for, especially it, for Major it, League Baseball, especially for any any of the four majors where you have games going on and you have to be in game mode. You are a referee. I am a broadcaster. You've seen it on both sides of the ball. Yeah, you don't. You take their concentration away. That's stupid. That, that, that's 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 absolutely bring any spice or juice to the game. Why am I going to interview a, a, a coach that is pissed off that they got their that you know they ended up, uh, the first half on a. Team run, they got smacked up. They put a microphone in their face. Hey, coach, how does right. it feel getting the coaches to say, "Get this mic out my face"? Greg Pop, Greg Popovich, famous for that. And I love, and yeah. I, and I love that about Pop. I, I love, I love that about Pop. Uh, Brian McCarthy joining us from uh, Saratoga, New York. He says, according to the worldwide leader, there's no such thing as too much information. Wrong. There's an oversaturation of information. Just let the players play and the coaches coach. I agree with that. 100%. And the, he says they're doing the same thing now with NHL coverage. I've seen that. It's it's getting more, it's getting more stupid by the day. Uh, he says, quote, hey, coach, uh, what's the flavor of Gatorade you and your players are drinking? Close, uh, clo close quote. The questions are getting more stupid. The interviews are getting more stupid. It's the same damn questions at the wrong time. Let the players play. Let the coaches coach. I know they have media obligations. I covered the Chicago Bulls four years, but I obeyed before and after protocol. In-game protocol for interviews is dumb. It's stupid to me. And now, with ESPN heading up the 
NBA, ESPN heading up the NBA coverage is getting even more ridiculous. The play, I understand the players. and As an athlete, there's only one place. There's two places during the course of the game that players and coaches can be away from everyone. That is right. the locker room yep. and the bench. Those are two places where nobody – with the exception of the staff, like the training staff, people that are affiliated with the team, whatever it may be, are allowed to be there. Right. Period. The only right. interview you should have, the only interview that needs to be conducted is mm-hmm. a post-game interview. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Post-game interview. You can, you can drag it out as long as you can because there's going to be a lot of questions. Yes. But the problem is – the problem is, and I've seen this a lot lately in the last several years, uh-huh. a lot of these people that are that are that are asking the questions don't really watch the game. Coaches Can I get a witness? Talk about a situ- Coaches rather talk about a situation than yeah. versus about a player about a beef that have that's going between two two players. What does that Bingo. have to do with the game? Bingo. It doesn't have a damn the game. It doesn't have a damn thing to do with the game. Doesn't have a damn thing, damn thing to do with the game. And we'll close with the, we'll close with this point. This is what I hate about uh, current analysts and fanalists today. They want to combine everything off the field with what's going on on the field when they have nothing to do with when they have nothing to do with each other. Not a thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And now you know it's just ridiculous. Now you know. These coaches have to. They literally, when you watch their body language, you're like, okay, what what dumbass question are we gonna ask right now? Exactly. When I did my yeah. post game interviews, it was strictly about the game and an upcoming game. Yes. It was strictly and about that's what they would rather talk about. It was strictly about who did well within the game. What could you do to get better for your next game? That's what I kept it to because a that's what I knew, and b that's what they knew. It's Mondays with Sharif. Sharif Ahmed joining me as he does every single Monday on the Brian Snow Show. I thank you, partner. I love you so much. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Take care, man. Oh, man. Love the fact of having Sharif Ahmed join me on the program this afternoon. I appreciate y'all for joining me. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I love you. We will do this again tomorrow. Same bat, same snowman time, same snowman channel. God bless everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Brian Snow Show. Where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. Mm-hmm.